Welcome to the Midnight Tales Podcast. This is the place where stories are told and reality blends with the supernatural. My name is Davis, and I am as fictional as the story you are about to be told. In this episode, we bring you the story of the Bunny Man. It is based on an urban legend about a murderous escapee from an insane asylum dressed in a bunny costume. Might sound silly, but believe me, you won't be laughing if you were to meet him. And don't forget, if you would like to support the show, please share it with the world. It really helps spreading the word. But let's get to it. The Legend Jamie's heart pounded in his chest as he sat around the campfire. The summer night was quiet, a gentle breeze rustling through the dense trees surrounding the old town of Burke. The only sounds were the soft crackle of the fire and the storyteller's voice, which cut through the hush like a knife. This isn't just any tale. The storyteller, old Mr. Harris, was saying, he was a tall man, a retired miner with white hair and a permanent hunch from years of labor. This is a tale of our very own town, one that has been passed down from generation to generation. Jamie and his friends, new to Burke, listened with bated breath. This was their first time attending the annual town gathering, a tradition in Burke where everyone came together for a day of feasting, games, and storytelling. Mr. Harris began to weave the tale of the bunny man. Legend says he was an inmate from an insane asylum that once stood not far from here. In 1904, a transport carrying the inmates to a new facility crashed, and all but one of the prisoners were accounted for. This lone inmate managed to survive in the wilderness, living off the land. But as the days turned into weeks, he began hunting something more sinister. People. And he always left a token, a skinned, half-eaten rabbit, hanging from what we now call the Bunny Man Bridge. A collective shiver ran through the crowd. The Bunny Man's reign of terror ended when a group of locals chased him down into a nearby mine, which, after a series of unfortunate events, collapsed. Mr. Harris continued. However, they never found a body. Since then, sightings of the Bunny Man near his bridge have been reported, especially on Halloween night. If you cross his bridge after dark, you'd best watch out. For the bunny man is known to be quite protective of his domain. After the tale ended, the crowd erupted in applause. But Jamie and his friends were quiet, their eyes wide. The legend of the bunny man had stirred something within them, a blend of fear, curiosity, and a dash of skepticism. What do you think, guys? Jamie asked his friends later that night, away from the crowd. Sounds like a bunch of hokum to me, scoffed Alex, the most adventurous of the group. But what if it's true? Whispered Mia, the youngest, her eyes round. Jamie grinned. He loved a good mystery. There's only one way to find out. Tomorrow night, we're going to visit the Bunny Man Bridge. The others exchanged looks, a mix of thrill and apprehension. They all knew, in the pit of their stomachs, that this was the beginning of an adventure they would never forget. Little did they know how right they were. The dare. The next day, the legend of the bunny man was all that Jamie and his friends could talk about. We should be prepared, 
Jamie said, looking serious as they sat in his treehouse, a quiet place away from prying adult ears. Alex rolled his eyes. Prepared for what? To see some rabbits? Jamie shook his head. No, prepared for whatever we might encounter. You heard Mr. Harris. People have reported sightings of the bunny man. Mia shivered. But what if he's dangerous? Then we stick together. Jamie replied firmly. And we tell no one about this. We don't want to cause a panic or get stopped by our parents. The group spent the rest of the day preparing for their daring trip to the Bunny Man Bridge. They packed flashlights, a map, snacks, and, just in case, a first aid kit. As night fell, the group gathered under Jamie's treehouse. Are we really doing this? Mia asked, her voice barely a whisper. Jamie nodded, a determined look on his face. We're doing this. But remember, if anyone wants to back out, it's okay. No one moved. All right then, Jamie said. Let's go. The journey to the Bunny Man Bridge was longer than they'd expected. The path was winding and overgrown, and the moon was little more than a sliver in the sky, providing scarce light. The trees cast long shadows, making everything seem more menacing. Finally, they reached the infamous bridge. It was an old, wooden structure, weathered by time and nature. Its once bright paint was faded, and the boards creaked under their weight. Jamie turned on his flashlight, its beam cutting through the darkness. As they began to cross, an eerie silence fell. The only sound was the soft rustling of the leaves and their own breathing. Then, just as they reached the middle of the bridge, a chilling sound echoed through the night. It was a high, gut-wrenching screech, like metal scraping against metal. Mia gasped, and Alex's flashlight slipped from his hand, clattering on the wooden planks. They all spun around, and that's when they saw it. The figure stood at the edge of the bridge, bathed in the glow of the dropped flashlight. It wore what seemed like a ragged bunny costume, with two long, pointed ears drooping from its head. And in its hand, it held an axe, gleaming ominously under the moonlight. For a moment, they all froze, their hearts pounding in their chests. Then the figure started towards them. Before they knew it, they were running, the chilling screech of the bunny man echoing behind them. They veered off the path and into the woods, hoping to lose him. But somehow, he was always right behind them, his screech growing louder and more horrifying with each passing second. And then, the ground beneath them gave way, and they were falling. The ground under them crumbled and Jamie felt the sickening sensation of freefall. Panic ensued as they screamed, clutching each other in the pitch darkness. They landed with a thud, dust flying into the air, making them cough and splutter. Is everyone okay? Jamie coughed out, trying to get up, his whole body aching. Yeah, Mia whimpered nearby. I think so. Me too, Alex said, sounding winded. When the dust finally settled, they realized they'd fallen into some sort of tunnel. The air was musty, the atmosphere suffocating. Where are we? Mia asked, her voice trembling. Jamie turned his flashlight on and pointed it around. The tunnel was carved out of stone and dirt, 
with wooden beams supporting it. I think we fell into a mine shaft, he said, recalling Mr. Harris's story. But the mines were closed years ago, Alex said, his voice shaky. How did we end up here? Jamie looked up, but could only see darkness. We must have fallen through an old, forgotten entrance, he said, his mind racing. Suddenly, the eerie screech of the bunny man echoed from above, making them jump. Jamie quickly turned off his flashlight. They sat in the darkness, their hearts pounding as the screech gradually faded away. After what felt like an eternity, Jamie whispered, I think he's gone. But now we're stuck in this mine, Mia said, her voice echoing off the stone walls. We'll find a way out, Jamie assured her, though he wasn't entirely sure himself. And so, they found themselves trapped in the old, abandoned mine. With the terrifying bunny man possibly still above, they had no choice but to venture deeper into the underground labyrinth, hoping against hope that they'd find another exit. As they began their treacherous journey into the darkness, they had no idea of the chilling encounters that lay ahead. This was no longer just an adventure, it was a fight for survival. And they had to survive the night in the lair of the bunny man. The Encounter With their breath held and their hearts pounding, Jamie, Mia, and Alex found themselves in the belly of the abandoned mine. The damp air was filled with a chilling silence, broken only by the distant dripping of water and the occasional scrape of their shoes against the rough, uneven floor. Jamie turned on his flashlight once again, its thin beam illuminating the grimy walls and the shadows that danced in the corners of the tunnel. He held it out in front of him as they moved deeper into the mine, their small circle of light seeming to swallow up the endless darkness before them. I think we should try to find another exit, Jamie said, trying to keep his voice steady. But what if we get lost? Mia asked, her eyes wide in the flashlight's glow. Alex, who had been quiet until now, chimed in. We don't have a choice, Mia. We can't go back the way we came. And so, with no other option, they began to navigate their way through the twisting, turning mine. The passageways were narrow and claustrophobic, the air becoming heavier the deeper they went. With each turn, their anxiety increased. This was a maze, and they had no map. Suddenly, Jamie stopped, his flashlight beam landing on a grimy, old mining cart sitting on rusty tracks. It was empty, covered in layers of dust. Do you think this was left from the old miners? Mia asked, her voice echoing off the walls. Must be, Jamie replied. But as he moved his flashlight around, something else caught his eye. Near the mining cart, on the dusty floor, lay an old, faded map. He bent down to pick it up, coughing as dust flew into the air. Guys, look, he said, spreading the map out on the ground. The map was hard to read, the ink faded, but it seemed to be a layout of the mine. Alex leaned over his shoulder, squinting at the map. If this is accurate, there might be another exit, he said, pointing to a part of the map. It looks like it's on the other side of the mine. The realization sparked a new wave of hope among them. But just as quickly, it was extinguished when they heard the familiar, bone-chilling screech echoing down the tunnels towards them. The Bunny Man! Mia whimpered, her face going pale. We need to go. Now. Jamie said, 
quickly folding the map and stuffing it into his backpack. With the screech getting louder and closer, they picked a tunnel at random and started running, their flashlight beams bobbing ahead of them. Behind them, they could hear the chilling sounds of the bunny man giving chase, his eerie screech echoing off the stone walls of the mine. This was not just an encounter with a local legend anymore. It was a terrifying chase in the depths of the earth, with the bunny man hot on their heels. The uneven ground of the mine, strewn with rocks and rubble, made it difficult to run. Alex, already terrified and running blindly, tripped over a jetting rock. He went down hard, letting out a muffled scream as pain shot up his ankle and wrist. Jamie and Mia stopped, their eyes wide as they turned back to see Alex on the ground, clutching his twisted ankle and broken wrist. Alex! Jamie cried, rushing back to him. Alex grimaced, biting back a cry of pain. I can't, I can't walk, he stammered, tears of pain and fear welling up in his eyes. The chilling screech of the bunny man echoed closer, sending spikes of pure terror through them. Jamie helped Alex to his feet, but it was clear they wouldn't be able to outrun the bunny man if they had to support Alex. In a moment of desperation, Jamie turned to Mia. You have to run, Mia. Find help. No. Mia shook her head, tears streaming down her face. I'm not leaving you too. But Alex nodded, his face white with pain. She's right, Mia. I'll slow you down. You both need to go. But, Alex... Jamie began, only to be cut off. I'll hide, Alex insisted, his voice shaking. Just, just get out of here and get help. Time was running out. The bunny man's screeches were getting louder. Closer. They could hear his footfalls now, a heavy, relentless thudding that echoed throughout the mine. Seeing no other option, Jamie and Mia began to run, their hearts heavy with fear and guilt. As they disappeared down a tunnel, Alex dragged himself into a small offshoot of the mine, his body shaking from the effort. As Jamie and Mia plunged deeper into the darkness, the screech of the bunny man began to fade behind them. But relief was far from their minds. Their friend was injured and alone, hiding from a relentless, terrifying entity. The labyrinthine mine, once a symbol of the town's past, had become their worst nightmare. As they ran, they clung to the hope that they would find the exit before the bunny man found Alex. They had to get help. They had to survive this night. For Alex. For themselves. For the sake of their shattered innocence. And with each thudding step, they ran further into the belly of the beast, praying for an escape. A race against time. The mine seemed to stretch on endlessly before them. Jamie and Mia raced down the winding tunnels, the only sound being their ragged breaths and the echoing drip-drip of water. The flashlight's beam bobbed up and down in the suffocating darkness, revealing nothing but more tunnels, more darkness. Jamie held tightly onto the old map, checking it at every junction. But under the pressure and fear, it was becoming increasingly difficult to make sense of the faded lines and symbols. We have to keep going, Mia, Jamie panted, taking her hand. We'll get out of here, and we'll bring back help for Alex. Mia nodded, her face pale and sweat-drenched in the beam of the flashlight. But there was a determination in her eyes that matched Jamie's. They had to save their friend. 
As they delved deeper into the mine, they could see signs of the old miners, abandoned tools, collapsed mine carts, the remains of wooden support beams. It was as if they were journeying into the past, back to the town's mining days. But the mine was not a relic of the past anymore. It had become a nightmarish reality they desperately wanted to escape from. Just as they were about to turn a corner, a strange sound froze them in their tracks. It was a low, echoing growl, completely different from the bunny man's screech. Jamie switched off the flashlight, plunging them into darkness. They huddled together, listening, their hearts pounding. Suddenly, an enormous shadow loomed at the end of the tunnel. It was far bigger than the bunny man, a monstrous silhouette against the faintly glowing rocks. Fear seized them, but they knew they couldn't turn back now. Not with Alex depending on them. They had to face whatever was in the mine with them. They had to find the exit. They had to survive. Silently, Jamie switched the flashlight back on, its beam illuminating the path ahead. The monstrous shadow turned out to be a gigantic, old drilling machine, long abandoned. The relief was overwhelming, but short-lived. They knew they had to keep moving. And so, they raced through the mine, their hope dwindling with every step. But they knew they couldn't afford to give up. The old map was their only guide, and time their fiercest enemy. Every moment mattered in the underground labyrinth, every second counted. They had to escape the mine, find help, and save their friend. The race against time had begun. A glimmer of hope. Time seemed to lose all meaning as Jamie and Mia trudged on through the mine, their bodies aching from exhaustion and fear. The map in Jamie's hand had been folded and unfolded so many times it threatened to tear at the creases. Mia's flashlight was flickering, its battery life fading as slowly but as surely as their hope. Jamie. Mia whispered, her voice strained. We, we need to rest. No, we can't. Jamie replied, his own voice hoarse. But as he looked at Mia, he saw how pale she had become, her breaths coming in short, labored pants. Realizing he was no better off, he finally nodded. All right, just a few minutes. They slumped against the damp stone wall of the mine, closing their eyes briefly to fight off the overwhelming exhaustion. But they didn't dare sleep, knowing what was lurking in the darkness. They needed to stay alert, stay alive. Suddenly, a soft rumble echoed through the tunnel. Jamie's eyes snapped open, his exhausted mind trying to decipher the new sound. It was too irregular to be the bunny man, too soft to be another mining machine. Then it struck him. Water, he whispered, standing up. What? Mia looked at him, confusion clear in her tired eyes. Listen, he urged. And there it was, a distant but distinct gurgling sound. Water flowing. Jamie checked the map again, his fingers tracing the faded lines until they found what he was looking for, a small, nearly faded symbol for a water source. Look, Mia, he said, pointing at the symbol. If we can find this stream, it could lead us to the exit. Water always finds a way out. It was a long shot, but it was the first glimmer of hope they'd had since falling into the mine. Mustering their remaining strength, they set off towards the sound. As they walked, the sound of water grew louder, more distinct. Finally, they came upon a small underground stream, the water reflecting their flashlight's beam, making the walls of the mine shimmer with a faint, ghostly glow. 
They refilled their water bottles, washing the dust from their faces. The cool water seemed to rejuvenate them, giving them new strength. But the reality of their situation hit them again when Mia's flashlight flickered and died, leaving them in near-complete darkness. But Jamie had a plan. Taking a piece of cloth from his bag and a stick lying nearby, he made a torch, using the map as kindling. They would have to rely on the water now to lead them out, and as they set off once again, following the course of the stream, they held on to the hope that they could escape the mine and bring help to Alex before it was too late. It was a terrifying race against time, against the mine, against the bunny man. But for the first time since falling into the mine, they felt they were finally getting closer to the end of this nightmarish ordeal. The light at the end of the tunnel. Following the stream seemed to be paying off. The tunnels were getting wider, the air less heavy, and the echo of the water louder. It felt as though the mine was slowly releasing its cold grip on them. But they didn't dare to celebrate just yet, for the memory of the bunny man's chilling screech was still fresh in their minds. With the stream as their guide, Jamie and Mia pushed through their exhaustion. The torch in Jamie's hand flickered, casting long, dancing shadows on the walls. The water's path led them through towering stalagmites and stalactites, ancient geological formations that spoke of the mine's age and depth. Jamie, look. Mia suddenly whispered, pointing ahead with a shaking finger. Jamie squinted, following Mia's finger. A faint light flickered in the distance, a lighter shade of darkness at the end of the tunnel. Could it be? Jamie began, hope filling his voice. He didn't dare to finish the sentence, afraid to jinx their newfound optimism. The stream was leading them towards it. As they drew closer, the light grew brighter, warmer. It wasn't the cold artificial light of a flashlight or torch, but the warm, inviting light of the sun. With newfound energy, they broke into a run, their footsteps echoing through the mine as they raced towards the light. The stream, their guide in the darkness, seemed to quicken its pace alongside them, as if it too was racing towards freedom. Suddenly, they burst into daylight. They stumbled out of the mine, the bright sunlight blinding them. They were out. They had made it. Relief washed over them as they took in the fresh air, the blue sky, the surrounding woods. But their relief was quickly replaced with urgency. They had to get help for Alex. They couldn't afford to lose any more time. Tearing their eyes away from the view, they took a moment to gather their bearings. They recognized the area. They weren't far from the town. With a final, shared glance at the mine, they set off towards the town, running once again. But this time, they were not running from fear. They were running for hope, for help, for Alex. In the heart of the town, people began to gather, drawn by the sight of two grimy, terrified teenagers running towards them. They stumbled over their words, their stories spilling out in gasps and fragmented sentences. But the name Alex and the word mine were enough. Within minutes, a rescue team was formed, volunteers gathering equipment and vehicles. Jamie and Mia, though exhausted, insisted on guiding them back to the mine. As the sun began to set, painting the sky with hues of orange and red, the rescue operation for Alex began, marking the end of the most terrifying day in the lives of three friends. But they knew, even as the first shouts of the rescuers echoed from the mine, that the bunny man's legend was far from over. The mine had let them out, but it still held their friend. 
and somewhere in the depths, they knew the bunny man was still lurking. A Nightmare in Solitude Alex could hear his heart pounding in his chest, the noise amplified by the silence of the mine. Each beat was a deafening drum, echoing in the cramped space around him. He was alone in the darkness, alone with the terrifying presence of the bunny man. He squeezed himself further into the narrow branch of the mine, his chest scraping against the cold rock. He dared not breathe, dared not make a sound. The bunny man was searching for him, its raspy breath and thudding footsteps ricocheting off the tunnel walls, growing louder and softer as it moved. Alex could barely move in the confined space. His ankle throbbed with every heartbeat, the sharp pain of his broken wrist echoing it. He pressed his hand over his mouth, trying to muffle his ragged breaths, trying to shrink into the shadows and become a part of the darkness. The footsteps seemed to grow distant, the echo softer. Had the bunny man given up? Or was it lying in wait? The darkness hid all answers, filling Alex's mind with terrifying possibilities. The silent anticipation was almost as harrowing as being chased. Just as he was about to take a risk and crawl back out, a sound echoed down the tunnel. It was a low, guttural growl. The bunny man was still there, still searching. Fear gripped Alex, rooting him to the spot. With no other option, Alex pushed further into the narrow branch. It veered into several other branches, the path getting narrower with each turn. His fingers blindly traced the rocky walls, trying to navigate through the labyrinthine tunnels. Finally, the narrow tunnel ended abruptly. Alex's heart sank. He was trapped. He stayed in that spot for what felt like hours, listening, waiting for the bunny man to find him. But the only sound was his own ragged breathing and the distant drip of water. Eventually, he gathered the courage to crawl back, his hands numb, his body aching. The fear of encountering the bunny man again was overwhelming, but he had no choice. He had to try and escape. As he painstakingly made his way back through the narrow branch, he found that the bunny man was nowhere to be seen or heard. The relief was intense but short-lived. He had to find the main tunnel and retrace his steps. He had to escape. So, he pushed through his pain and fear, crawling and limping through the labyrinth of darkness, guided by memory and desperation. His ordeal was far from over, but he had survived. Alone, injured, but alive. Now, he just had to keep moving, keep surviving. For him, for Jamie, for Mia. The bunny man might have been his pursuer, but he refused to be the prey. He was a survivor. And he would escape the mine. No matter what. The tunnel echoed ominously as Alex continued his painful journey, the darkness around him as suffocating as the silence. Every scrape of his shoe against the rocks, every ragged breath felt thunderous in the overwhelming quiet, but he pushed on. His mind began to play tricks on him in the darkness. Every echo sounded like footsteps, every gust of wind a whisper. He felt the hairs on the back of his neck stand up, the creeping sensation of being watched never leaving him. Was the bunny man stalking him in the shadows? His heart pounded in his chest as he pushed those thoughts away. He had to focus, he told himself. He had to survive. He couldn't afford to let his imagination take control. Hours seemed to blend into each other, a cycle of fear and determination repeating itself over and over again. 
His injured wrist throbbed painfully with every movement, a constant reminder of his dire situation. Eventually, he noticed the echo of his movements changing, growing more pronounced. Hope surged through him. Could it be that he was nearing the main tunnel? With renewed energy, he pushed forward, despite the screaming pain in his wrist and ankle. And then, he saw it, or rather, he felt it. The tunnel widened, the claustrophobic walls receding into the darkness. He had found the main tunnel. Relief washed over him. He was back on the path to escape. He had survived the nightmare of the narrow branches, survived the bunny man. Now, he just had to make it to the exit. With every bit of strength he had left, he began his journey back, retracing his steps. He navigated through familiar tunnels and past frightening echoes of their previous encounters. Fear was still his constant companion, but now, there was also hope. Alex knew he had a long way to go, and that the bunny man was still lurking somewhere in the depths of the mine. But he was one step closer to freedom. One step closer to help. Alex wasn't just a trapped teenager anymore. He was a survivor. And he would keep fighting until he escaped the horrors of the bunny man and the mine. Until he saw his friends again. Until he saw daylight again. The rescue. Back on the surface, Jamie and Mio were leading the rescue operation to the entrance of the mine. They were both battered and bruised, their clothes caked in dirt, their faces streaked with tears, but their eyes blazed with determination. The town's rescue team was a motley crew of volunteers, miners, and local law enforcement. They listened to the teenagers' frantic descriptions, their eyes widening in disbelief and fear. The legend of the bunny man had haunted the town for decades, but no one had ever been so close to the danger before. Reaching the mine's entrance, the rescue team deployed quickly, stringing up lights to illuminate the cavernous opening. Jamie and Mia stayed at the entrance, anxiously watching as the rescuers ventured into the darkness. Hours passed in a blur. Jamie and Mia huddled together for warmth as night fell, their hearts heavy with worry for Alex. Every so often, a murmur would ripple through the crowd, or a radio would crackle to life, and they'd hold their breaths, hoping for news. Deep in the mine, the rescuers moved carefully, their lights casting long shadows on the rocks. They followed the markings Jamie and Mia had described, calling out for Alex. Then, a shout echoed from deep within the mine, cutting through the silence. The rescuers' voices rose in a chorus, their flashlights converging on one spot. A figure was limping towards them, squinting against the light. It was Alex. He was dirty and grimy, his clothes torn, his face pale and strained. But he was alive. Joy erupted from the entrance of the mine, echoing into the night. Jamie and Mia cheered, tears of relief streaming down their faces. Their friend was safe. The rescuers helped Alex out of the mine, their cheers blending with those of the crowd. He was immediately wrapped in a blanket and guided towards an ambulance, but not before he turned to share a weak but triumphant smile with Jamie and Mia. They had survived the terror of the bunny man. They had escaped the depths of the mine. They had lived to tell the tale. But as they watched Alex being taken away, the mine yawning ominously behind them, they knew their story was far from over. The legend of the bunny man had just become more terrifying, more real. 
and though they were safe for now, the mine remained, a chilling reminder of the horrors they had encountered, and a haunting question of what else might lurk in its depths. The Aftermath In the wake of the rescue, the town was buzzing with whispers and speculations. The tale of the bunny man, once just a chilling local legend, was now all too real. The fear and intrigue held the townsfolk in a tight grip, transforming their everyday lives into a collective nightmare. As for Alex, Jamie, and Mia, they were no longer just ordinary teenagers. They were survivors, heroes in a terrifying tale that had gripped their town. Their every move was watched with a mixture of awe and trepidation. Alex was released from the hospital a few days later, his wrist in a cast, his ankle in a brace. He was quieter than before, his eyes holding a haunted look. But his spirit remained unbroken. Together, the trio returned to school, their bond stronger than ever. They were a unit, bound by their shared experience. Their encounter with the bunny man had changed them, leaving a mark that would never fade. People watched them with a mix of curiosity and fear. Whispers followed them down the halls, eyes watched them from afar. Everyone wanted to know their story, but no one dared to approach them. In their quiet defiance, they became symbols of courage. They had faced the terrifying legend of the bunny man and lived to tell the tale. They had ventured into the belly of the beast, the mine, and emerged victorious. They were proof that fear could be faced, that nightmares could be survived. But as they navigated through their new reality, they couldn't help but feel the weight of their experience. The mine still stood, a haunting reminder of their ordeal. Every glance towards it brought back the chilling memories, the terror, the desperation. The bunny man was still out there, a terrifying mystery lurking in the depths of the mine. The thought of it sent shivers down their spines, but they refused to be ruled by fear. As they stood strong in the face of their ordeal, they made a silent promise to each other. They would never forget. They would never let the bunny man win. And as the weeks turned into months, their courage became the town's beacon of hope. They showed that even in the face of terror, there was strength, there was resilience. They were the survivors of the bunny man, the heroes of their town. Their story was a testament to courage, a symbol of hope. But most importantly, it was a chilling reminder that legends, no matter how terrifying, could be faced and overcome. And they were living proof of it. That was all we had for you today on the Midnight Tales podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the story. Don't forget to share with friends, family, or just the world in general. It really helps support the show. And if you want to hear more stories like this, then subscribe to the podcast. We have many more planned and are eager to share them with you. You can also head to our website at www.midnighttales.org where you can find all podcast episodes and the book version of this story freely available to read. You can also buy the story as an ebook which helps supporting the show so we can bring even more stories to you. Until next time, stay safe.